Ray. Yes. This is Go Home Heat. Welcome. Hello. To this episode. We have an intro, but I decided to do another one anyway. Ray, we're going to talk a little bit about the Tuesday night. It was supposed to be a war. It was a little bit more of a battle. It was only one night, two hours. I don't think that's a war. Yeah. Uh, we're supposed to redo it again, I think maybe this weekend. As Friday, I think Collision gets moved due to uh, the NLCS or the ALCS or whatever, the Major League Baseball stuff. Right. Um, so we may have to do this again. We're going to talk a little bit about that last week and just the entire cluster F that the IWC wound up being due to the fact that you had AEW's flagship program Dynamite against NXT, which is sort of developmental until you bring all the Hall of Famers into it. Right. And then we're also, but we're going to do that in a minute. Before that, we're going to talk just a little bit about Roman, what happened on SmackDown, not the whole episode. Just kind of what's going on there. And then I'm going to try to transition from that into a rumor I read five minutes ago about Monday Night Raw. And then slide that into the discussion of Tony. And all that will happen after this. Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Here at Go Home Heat, our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live action drama art form. An art form dating back to Zeus, featuring Lincoln and a bear and peeking with Robocop and Sting. In the words of Xavier Woods, the last form of theater in the round. And now, go home eat. The tribal chief, the goat, greatness, simply put, Roman Reigns shows up on SmackDown. He dominates the show. Uh, he's multiple segments front backstage. They do the little, not a, he doesn't really do comedy bits. He does more sarcasm bits when he's back there. Right. And it's more sarcasm in an attempt to intimidate his group of people when he's backstage and try to intimidate other people when he's out on I didn't have a problem with it. I think they're trying to breathe new life into Bloodline. You believe Bloodline's getting stale or has been stale? Has been, yeah, significantly gone. Okay. They're trying to breathe new life into it without Cody because they want to wait on Cody till Mania. That's our guess. And it looks like the plan is L.A. Knight versus Roman. And I kind of love it. The way he, he kind of gets there is through Cena. I love that as well. If you want L.A. Knight to be liked, having him around Cena is good. L.A. Knight is such a lone wolf style character. I don't have the fear that he's going to get lumped in with Cena too much. You're never going to think, oh, he's a part of Cena's clique. You're always going to think he's kind of his own thing. Yeah. I like it. Another guy that's kind of his own thing is Kevin Owens. Right. They brought him in as we got Nick Aldis. One of the, I don't want to say interesting, because I think if you use the phrase interesting with Nick Aldis, it, it defeats the purpose of this. Look, I don't dislike Nick Aldis. He has been in pro wrestling a long time. He was Magnus for a while in Impact. He was Nick Aldis for a while. He is. He looks the part. He wears Beautiful, impeccable suits. He worked for Billy Corgan in NWA for a long time. For the bulk of that time period, he was Billy's champion. When Billy pulled the belt off of him, he decided to go away, which I don't blame him. Considering, not I don't 
look, I've never talked to these guys. This is me reading tea leaves, guesstimating, and that's kind of why you're listening to this pod because if you wanted to know what was really going on, you'd probably um, – Mickey James has probably got a pod or something. You find out from them that way. <laughs> but tea leaves, this is what it looks like. With the direction NWA was going in, I totally get that he would pivot away from it. Here he is a general manager. He's a, he's He's been around a long time, not wrestling full-time, or even only wrestling bits and pieces, or maybe not wrestling at all. Sounds good for Nick. Right. Nick is like the perfect guy to be born to be a WWE general manager type. Mm-hmm. He can act frustrated. He can act... Like, he doesn't want to get pushed around by Hunter Hearst Helmsley. He doesn't want to get pushed around by his talent. He doesn't want, he can do all those things, but he's not the kind of guy that's going to overshadow the talent. Absolutely. So he's perfect for this. And then he, he brings us all in. I like it. I like what they're doing. I think you do need someone else involved with Roman for this to have new life. I think the Jimmy. And Us Solo and Roman, if the adversaries are good, those backstage segments can be funny or intimidating or anything they need them to be. But it's like any other show, the superheroes, the supervillains have to be good or it don't work. Right. And we got to a point where it's like, okay, nobody can challenge Roman anymore. So what are we going to do? And he just took a vacation. <laughs> so, you you you're cool with what's going on there? Yeah. I think so too. I think Knight's not going to win. No. But we'll get there. They're going to do week win. Here's the thing. The WWE wants to kick the can. Nah, sorry. Kick the tires a little bit on new on guys when they get up to the main event level. They don't pull the trigger. On a guy to be the champ right out the shoot. Right. They want to know he can do it in a program. You don't have Bill Goldberg's in WWE much. No. Where, you know, oh, he went, he won all these matches in a row, and now he's our guy. They want to know that when you get up there, you can both be the top guy on top, and you can be, you need to have shown by the time you get a WWE champion, world championship belt, that. You can handle it as the guy, or you can handle it as a guy putting the guy over. Yeah. And if you can't do that, then they're not going to give you that belt because at some point they got to take it off of you. Absolutely. And I think that's the way they roll with that. Now, interesting thing here is let me go back to something real quick. You know what, Diamond Dallas Page, this goes, this. Is a Nick Aldis thing, and why I think he's a perfect general manager for a show like Raw, or Adam Pierce is a perfect general manager for a show like Raw. Nick is a perfect general manager for SmackDown. You know why Diamond Dallas Page was no longer a manager when he was the Diamond Stud manager? You know what Scott Hall used to tell him? What? You're getting too much heat. Mm-hmm. If you're the manager, you can't be more important than the wrestler. There's been a handful, Bobby Heenan's, Paul, but Paul wasn't a bigger deal than Brock, right? That's when it worked, when it was Paul and Punk. But if you're a manager and the guys in the locker room are trying to be famous, it can't be 
a manager that's a big deal as your right. manager. Like Ric Flair can't be your manager if you want to be a big deal. You get what I'm saying? Teddy Long can be your manager if you want to be a big deal because Teddy's going to put you over. Right. You get where I'm coming from? I get it, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. A bit, Queen Elizabeth, great manager. But you never were confused as to who was the important part of this story. Even when the whole story revolved around Elizabeth. Right. You knew Macho was the point. Right. And that's how it has to be for the wrestler to be the star. And that's the thing about what WWE does with GMs. If you notice Shawn Michaels, everybody knows Shawn Michaels is the GM. You barely see him. Right. Because we know who who Shawn Michaels is. And two, Shawn Michaels ain't HBK no more. No. He's not he's not out there in, in chaps making it happen. No. He he's not the sexy boy he once was, right? Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I'm going to tell you why wrestling news drives me crazy. Wrestling news. I read a report. I'm not going to say who the report is from because a lot of people brought it out there, and I want you all to understand how silly wrestling news is. TKO Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel says they are open to moving Raw from Monday night. So then we start reporting that Raw is going to get moved from Monday nights. We start reporting how, here's insight as to how backstage employees of WWE feel about moving from Monday nights. <laughs> Let me tell you what I can tell you about that without having looked at any of it. I will lie. I'm lying. I clicked on it. It got me. I clicked on it. I clicked around. Right. I read it. And it was a big nothing burger. Yeah. You know why it was a nothing burger? Because it was bread and lettuce and tomato. You know what wasn't there? The meat. It was no burger. That's why it was a nothing burger. Okay? I look, and here's the thing. Ari Emanuel is open to moving Raw because he is in negotiations for where Raw is going to be. And if a company says, I'm willing to give you a billion dollars for the rights to Raw, but it can't be Monday Night Raw, it needs to be Tuesday Night Raw. You know what Ari's going to say? Sure. <laughs> right? Because he's not yeah. going to say, no, 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 I got this deal from Fox, but they'll let me keep it on Mondays. Right. If ESPN, who has a Monday night football show, says, I want it, but we can't do it on Monday nights. We're going to yeah. do it on Tuesdays. It's going to be on Tuesday. Yeah. You know, or if ABC, who is in the same family, as ESPN, ABC doesn't want to pay all that money to run something against their biggest rated show in the fall. Nope. They're not going to do that. So you're going to be willing to do whatever it takes to bring a billion dollars into the company. Right? And so right. how do people at WWE feel right now about the idea of moving Raw from Mondays? They don't like it. You know why? Because nobody likes change. Yeah. But you know what they're going to like if they move it? Everybody gets to keep their jobs. Yeah. They're going to like that part. <laughs> There's going to be more money there where people might could get raises. You know what part they're going to like about that? People might get raises. <laughs> right? Right. I, I... That's wrestling news, though, in a freaking nutshell. It's always BS. And they got us so good this week because 
they had so much to promote over nothing. We had Tuesday versus Tuesday, Dynamite versus NXT. And so they're vying for, here's my guess. We had 1.5, 1.6 million people watching wrestling on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. The amount of people that were available were that. Usually they both get around 800,000 to 900,000 viewers. Right. Pretty much the same people watch both shows. So WWE stocked this show full of Hall of Famers, but they weren't going to wrestle, but full of Hall of Famers. And so the 200 people that were, you had 600,000 that were going to watch AEW no matter what. Right. 600,000 were going to watch right. NXT no matter what. So the 300,000 didn't get split. They all watched Raw and then went back and watched the other one later. <laughs> Dynamite only lost in, I, I believe, only lost in our view because an antiquated system is figured out. And I, I get it. There's no other way to measure it. And Tony made a big deal about it. And WWE, obviously, yeah, Tony, that was Tony made a big deal by being clear about the fact that it was a competition. Yeah, Tony, Tony, that was the thing. None of it would have been the way that it was if Tony wasn't talking shit on Twitter. Like, that's... Right. And then when he lost, he doubled down. Yeah. And the, the, the thing that got people in his house frustrated, his house being his employees, was when he said, hey... Cena and Taker have never wrestled on a show that had less than a million viewers before or never been on a show with less than a million viewers because I think the whole clubhouse respects Taker. Right. The whole clubhouse respects Cena. Right. I th- I, yeah. So that's when the people on his level are saying, well, hold on, bro. What are you doing? And WWE could have shot back with Edge probably hadn't wrestled in front of 600,000 people watching the show before either. Yeah. But they didn't because they've just kind of kept their mouth shut and kind of moved through it. You have these weird, here's where WWE, here's where wrestling news gets involved. Wrestling news reports that Hunter and Sean believe that this is a big deal. Who wins on Tuesday night? Wrestling news reports that. They're going to show the difference between NXT and AEW. Tony goes off on what Wrestling News reported. You know what they never said? Anybody talked to Sean or HBK. (laughs) These were people that may or may not have been in a meeting. But there's a 50-50 chance these are people that may or may not exist. (laughs) (laughs) And I do believe that I I could totally see where... You know, you're in a meeting with creative and you go, hey, this is a big deal today. We're going to have to show the difference between the two companies because we have an opportunity to do that. Yeah, well, it's really, it was, that was the thing. It was so obvious when they got like Cena and Cody and Asuka and even Undertaker. um, Didn't announce Undertaker though. They were sly with that one. Just rang the bells during the commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was slick. They know how this thing works though. Absolutely. Uh, 100%. Like, they knew that it would have caused something like that in, in like, the wrestling... St- they, they knew that... They, they saw AEW as competition. And that was the thing that was kind of... I don't know if it's even new, because the, the, the old 
Wednesday Night Wars, whatever. I, I didn't even really pay attention to that. Um, but, like, it, it was... It was kind of, It was. It, they, they... It was so blatant that they only did it because they were going on the same night as Dynamite. Um... Yeah, that was kind of... Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. It... Okay, let, let's go to the shows. Can we just go to the shows? I'm going to say... I'm not even going to talk much about NXT. Here's what I'll say about NXT. NXT followed the same format it always follows. It's just the person talking at the beginning of the show was John Cena this time. Mm-hmm. John Cena went out there and he put over the NXT product. He put over the NXT fans... He said he hadn't been there, and that was an oversight on his part. He was sorry. He needed to be there more. He said, Braun Breaker, Carmelo are the guys, and they're going to be the guys at the next level. And I can't wait to be a part of this thing. Braun Breaker comes out. Ilya Dragunov comes out. All in talking sex. And it works, Mm -hmm. right? It just works. And Dragunov comes out, and then you have, of course, Dom come out, and they go kind of jaw. No, Cody starts to show off. First of all, I got I, I said that wrong. The, the a, sec, a segment later was when Cena comes out. Cody starts to show off with Dragunov. Cena brings it, and again, Cody, hey, I haven't been here enough. Blah blah blah. You got to understand, it's weird for me, and it does. It has to be just sidebar. It does have to be weird for Cody. He left the company when his dad was doing this. NXT, right? And he had to go find his way on his own. Right. So it does have to be weird. Also, I'm sure nothing is lost on Cody. And so he's able to take that and turn it into uh, galvanizing us in his favor. Because that's who he is. He can take any emotion and and galvanize his fandom behind him. Uh And how he couldn't do it in AEW, I'll never understand, but it's, it's, it's just... It's the weirdest thing how his character can change zero and things that didn't feel genuine before do now. And I don't think it wasn't that it wasn't genuine before. I think it had to do with the fact that we felt he was the boss before. Right. And now we don't have to feel that because he's not the boss anymore. And it's clear he's not the boss anymore. And as much of a problem as we may have with Cody Rhodes not being the world champion right this second... One thing we realized when he got pinned by Roman is he ain't as in charge as we thought he was. No. Or he would have gone over at Mania. So he's on our side now. So in that respect, it's worked. Okay. But what we did throughout the show, we continued with the women's championship, uh, the women's breakout tournament. We showcased Carmelo and... Uh, Braun Breaker against each other. We showcased Dragunov, and we showcased Dom, who is a guy who's been getting a lot of showcasing on NXT. He's their champion, and and, 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 uh, North American champion. Yeah. So what they did was they gave us, it was like, hey, here's our show. I'm glad you came to watch these Hall of Famers, but, this is what we do. We hope you like it. We think you will, and you hope you come back. Right. I don't think they change things up all that much. When I say that, it's a silly statement because, yes, biggest Hall of Famers they've had were there. 
<laughs> so it's a little tricky. But and we go to what TK did, and I thought TK, I thought Dynamite was a great show. Yeah, I, absolutely. I thought the only time I really thought, oh, a little bit was with Soraya, but the result was plenty worth the wait. Oh my God! You my know, we get she to going over right. My prayers were answered. I, that's all. Like I, I, that's what I'm saying. Let's move on. Tony Storm doing the silent movie thing was fantastic. Hobbs squashing Jericho. Good choice. Danielson uh, Swerve. Danielson Swerve was a great match. Hobbs actually did squash. Joe is now a well-dressed, refined killer. Mm. Joe's been on a run. Yeah. He's been on a really good run. He's, uh, he's Vandal Savage, baby. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? I still got that beast in me. I've been around a long time. Mm-hmm. Try me. Or you can sit down and smoke the cigar and just make sure you don't cross me. Because if you do, the cigar will wind up in your eye. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. Right. Now, here's the point. Though. The point wasn't the matches. The point was Tony did what Tony does. He gave us a wrestling show. And it was a good wrestling show. The, oh, wait. Uh, go ahead. Orange Cassidy beat Ray Phoenix. That was kind of trash. All right. I'll bite. Why? Oh, no. It just it felt like it was just out of nowhere. And it didn't really feel... It almost felt like when Ray Phoenix was fighting Mox, Mox like knocked himself out, and Phoenix had to pin him just because there was no way for Mox to do it. And right. then they just took the belt. It almost. <laughs> it, it feels. It feels. It feels up. like that was an accident. He got the belt. <laughs> I don't know if it was, but that's what it feels like. It probably. I mean, it also. It, it. It feels like. I don't know. It felt like an accident taking the belt off of him too. Like it, uh, there was a rumor that like Fenix got injured or something. Well, maybe that's just what we do whenever we get a whenever we get a bad result or a result we don't like in in AW. We just come up with the fact that there was some kind of an injury or something. Right. I, I don't know, but it did it. I don't understand Phoenix being a transitional champion. That was a big-time transitional thing, right? Right. I don't know why you wouldn't want Mox to lose to Orange. Why would you transition it back to Orange? I don't know. He literally just ran, like, months with that belt. Well, the thing is, too, if you keep it on him for that three weeks or whatever that it was off of him, how long has he been the champ then? Tough. Yeah. Now, there could be something going on backstage. It could have been the kind of thing where he – he just needed two weeks because he was wrestling at a crazy like they, Seth wrestles at a crazy pace for a world champ. Yeah, but that includes the fact that he's wrestling house shows. Orange was wrestling at a more frequent pace. Or yeah, he was wrestling. He's wrestling two two shows a week on TV. You know, like if you're doing a house show, you're the world champ. You're not taking bumps the whole match. No. You know, look, I've seen rest, Seth wrestle house shows. I've seen him have very good matches at house shows. He ain't trying to kill himself out there at the house show. No. Boom, boom, boom. Couple of falls. Make the other guy look kind of good. You look kind of good. Step on his head. Let's get out of here. Yeah, you don't do that at a house you know, show. Get an IPA at the house. <laughs> anyway, I, that could have been it. They could have just needed Orange to take some time and make sure he was okay. You know, and then brought him right back because he is. Uh, maybe so. Right. There's so much that happens when, when these results. Hangman versus Jay White was fantastic. Hangman versus Jay White was very good. We didn't like, I didn't like it, the anti-Semitism thing. Right, it was. MJF's doing his best to kind of right the ship on that. And 
what, was here's the thing. Something like that. Wrestling had a lot of eyes on it outside of wrestling on Tuesday. Because it was just weird. It was it was dominating Twitter to the point where people that weren't wrestling fans had to kind of at least know what was going on. Right. And then TMZ doesn't get to report on that. TMZ reports on bullying towards a guy who is Jewish on air. Right? Mm-hmm. It didn't have to be that. We could have done it different. You could have bullied him in a way that didn't go there. Right, but okay, they decided Especially that's what they're going to the do. With all the stuff going on right now, right. with Palestine and a- absolutely the the main reason why, right, is is right. right. But now, and, and it's not the eighties anymore. It's not the nineties anymore. But let's say this: they didn't go to that on collision. No. They didn't double down with it. But how they doubled down was in tweets, and they showed MJF at a anti-bullying, anti-Jewish hate seminar meeting event with Robert Kraft, the New England Patriots and all that. So, and I think that's great. And I, I think that again, I, these are nuanced things to me. They aren't as nuanced as some people make them be, but I hope that they continue with what they're doing in the, what they did with collision and don't go back to what they did on dynamite. Does that make sense? Right. Let's move on. I love what Tony did. Just put down a Twitter button. Absolutely. Now that being said, he's gonna go for go for it with his three hours of television on Friday night. Goodness, I don't, man, man. I, that's it's gonna be a rough Friday for Tony. I don't think I don't think he's gonna be SmackDown in any way. When SmackDown gets moved from Fox to FS1, they lose a ton of their audience, and they're not even changing nights. This is just what happens. When you have to move your night. People don't know you're there. Yeah. This is going to be trippy because hopefully, look, and the thing, I don't even necessarily want to get into too much the last one about um, them trying to steal employees from them and all that. Yeah. Hey, man, I feel like I'll say this about that. I'm pretty sure that before Edge told WWE he was going to wrestle one more match against Sheamus and then send him the contract negotiations. He'd tell him later. I'm pretty sure before all that happened, Christian had mentioned that there was an opening for him if he wanted it. Mm. And that would be a lot similar to what he's accusing. Mm. And I don't have a problem with Edge's best friend. Saying, bro, of course there's a spot. Because let's be honest, there's a spot for Edge in any wrestling company in the right. world. He's well, at Edge. That might have been. That might have been <laughs> if I mean, if the story Edge tells is true, if the, the story of his daughter saying, go play, go go be with Uncle Jay or whatever. Right, but he still had to know there was a job. Yeah, he, he, he probably, that, that would have been Edge calling Christian up and then saying, hey. And Christian being like, oh, absolutely, dude. You think Edge had to call Christian? And or do you think the minute Christian remembered that his contract was coming up, he said, hey, bro, <laughs> come on, baby. Come on. Let's do this. Let's be us. And I do love, okay, so let's wrap that up. We're going to wrap up this thing, too. Christian's the best thing on TV right now that's wrestling. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Um, I think he's, I mean, I wouldn't really think. Um, 
At, at, at a certain point, it was MJF and Cole, but I don't think. I'm going to remind you of something. When NXT died, the guy driving that ship was Adam Cole. When it became NXT 2.0 because it lost. What do you think the lowest rated segment of Dynamite was? 400,000 people. 200,000 people less than what's the rest of the show watched. What do you think segment it was? It was the Adam Cole, Roddy Strong one? It was Adam Cole. Doing yard work is what it was. Okay, to be fair. To be fair. I didn't want to watch Adam Cole doing yard work. But I didn't want to watch Roderick Strong be annoying. I don't think Adam Cole really lost the Wednesday Night Wars. But if I was his friend, I'd tell him that. <laughs> if I was his friend, say, let's say you're Adam Cole, my friend, and I'm Christian, uh-huh. your friend. I'm going to tell you, you wouldn't even be here if you hadn't lost the Wednesday Night Wars. And let's say you're Adam Cole and I'm your friend Christian. You know what I would tell you? Without your segment, that competition isn't 900,000 to 600,000. <laughs> it's 750 to 800. Do better, Adam. Do better. That's what I would do if I was Christian in this situation. I'm hopefully, blame it all on Roderick Strong. Hopefully, Adam Cole's father's okay, though. Because if I was Christian, I'd go in on that too. <laughs> Dude. I hope, uh, yeah. Okay, here's the thing. It all on Roderick Strong, though. Here's one thing, though, that I think is strange. All the complaining about WWE, right? Right. And it, how long till we quit referring to Adam Copeland, Edge's real name, career in WWE? Because right away they go after him with the stuff he did Judgment Day and how his oh, he said he even said you know th- these guys are gonna let you mentor them until they know all your stuff and then they're gonna right. take it and run with it and here's my thing that dinosaur dude's gonna take Christian's knowledge and run with it huh. he's a dinosaur dude what what is he gonna learn from Christian and run with right he doesn't talk what was he gonna <laughs> Okay, but seriously though, and then you know, Edge Christian retorts, "Hey, you were trying to be their mentor. I'm these kids' father," which is a great comeback, and I get it. But at some at some point, all the WWE guys would continue to refer to their careers in WWE in order to discuss them in AEW. Well, I don't know how true that is because we don't really do that with like Mox anymore. I don't think you ever did it with Mox. Not you know really. why? Because Mox didn't do it. Right. Mox didn't come well, in complaining about what happened back then, and Edge couple, didn't complain either. But a couple years, like a couple, like maybe like a couple months after uh, all the punk stuff, we didn't really do that. After a certain while, we didn't entirely do that. Yeah, but punk. he did promos about it for three weeks first. Right. Uh, so I think it's gonna be like a natural thing because obviously, because Edge was in WWE and he's all he was also Edge. He's the poster boy. He was Edge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, oh, yeah. We don't like. There's a lot. There's a lot of uh, 
wrestlers over in AEW that used to work in WWE that we don't really refer to as WWE wrestlers anymore. It took four years. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, we don't... I mean, did we ever refer to... Because like, the first one was Mox, and then it was Jericho. We don't. We really don't refer to Jericho. Jericho was probably first, but yeah. Go ahead. Uh, well, first was Jericho. We really don't refer to Jericho. Like he, like but he brings up stuff. Not as much anymore, but he did. Sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh, then it was Mox. Then, well, somewhere down the line, it, it was just... It was a bunch of stuff. It was... It was uh, Luke Harper. Well, Brody Lee. Brody Lee, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but Brody Lee, which we really never referred to. Dude, again, though, Brody made sure that. Right. He was, And Cody was the main one doing it right, back then. Cody. Cody was the main one back then talking about, ah, you don't want to, you know, oh, there's no invisible wall over here. This is AEW. I'll go over there and fight you. You know, all that stuff, which it worked for him. So you, you think that it's all right for Edge for a little bit to do it like this. Yeah, because I don't really know what you else. You don't think he's talented enough to do it without it. I mean, I don't really know I'm what else kidding, you would dude. have him do. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> just messing with you, too. Adam Copeland can do anything. He can, and well, I so hope... When he called... When he, called the, he called Ricky Starks, like, an off-brand rock or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that bought, See, that was a thing, too, right? That was a thing, too. MJF has done that a couple of times. Referred to different guys as... And I guess... It's hard not to because it was only WWE for a while in wrestling. Right. But I also, like, when you're saying that about Ricky Starks, it's not like, it's like it's mean, but it's not necessarily untrue. Like, it's very clear that Ricky takes pretty much everything he does from the stuff that Dwayne does. And that's kind of my problem with Ricky. Um, yeah, he can wrestle, though. He can. He can. And he's a star. He also made fun of his silk slacks, which I thought was very funny. The Rock used to wear them. Yeah. It was slick, right? It was a good move. I don't love it. Right. I don't love it. I'll just say that. I think they can do without. At this point, they've established themselves so well. Guys who were treated well in WWE, Stinger's probably going to quit on Wednesday. <laughs> right? He's probably going to hang up his boots, not quit, okay. retire. Um, Jamil just texted us all, do we get a retirement match or do does he just walk away? I don't know. I feel like if we did a retirement match, I'd, I'd, who would it have to be against? Darby? It's got to be Edge. Edge? It could, it'd have to be Edge, probably. But yeah, I mean, Sting had a really good run in an AEW, in hindsight. He's had a fantastic run. And I think that Edge or Christian has to be the guy he... Yeah. I, I would not hate him wrestling Christian. No. Going over and retiring the belt and then them having a tournament for it. Don't you understand? It's going to be Nick Wayne. (laughs) Uh, You're supposed to leave the company on your back, right? Right. You're supposed to put the big star, the up-and-coming guy over. But I think that Sting is that rare guy because he isn't a full-time worker anyway. Right. I think it should be a spectacle. It should be about him. And it would be entirely okay if the conscience of pro wrestling won a mid-card belt and then didn't put it on. Right. And it could be the, instead of being the TNT championship, it could just be the Sting championship or the right the conscience of wrestling. <laughs> That's what you could call it, the conscience Absolutely. of wrestling championship. Absolutely. <laughs> on that note... Folks. But it's actually going to be against Jeff Jarrett. J E double F 
J A double R E double T. Jeff Jarrett, baby. Double J. <laughs> Bring in Road Dog to sing the to sing the song for him when he comes out for the retirement yes, match. That's what AEW needs right now. Road Dog. They do need Road Dog singing. Yeah. No, nothing else. Just no, nothing else. Do just not singing. bring any. No. Okay, so let's There's do this. There's a reason why Billy Gunn left that dude. Oh, I like Road Dog, but anyway, let's let's do this. Let's wrap this. I think we're probably going to talk about Sting in some form or another with a bigger group. Let's give Nick some credit for the j- double J joke. Right. Appreciate yeah. you, Nick. Jamil, I'm going to expect you to come in and do some talking about Sting because I feel like his career is plenty worth us giving him more than one episode. Absolutely. And we'll bring in Justin King to totally obliterate any happiness about Sting to go with it. Yeah. All right. On that note, this has been me, KP, and Ray. Go home. Check out our friends again, Project B. Giantproject.com. Check out our friends at Data Smart. Check out our friends at Galactic. And listen to us watch Good Pro Wrestling. Go home.